2: to South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. I'm Chris. It's election night here in the South Coast and in the Commonwealth. We've got uh, we we're talking to campaigns both state representative countywide, um, statewide campaigns to get those results and we're going to go straight to you with them. We're also we're also going to hear from some of the candidates in the next hour. They're going to call in as soon as the results come in to react to them. But we're also taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Let's in fact go to the phones now. Good evening. You're live. Thanks for holding.
0: Hi, is that me? Yeah, that's here. Yes. I, I love when uh, radio stations and talk shows talk to the candidates, and the the public can call in and, and uh, talk to them and ask questions. And I realize that the local election, uh, elections are non-partisan as far as Democrat and Republican, but that's only in theory. Yeah. I don't hear I don't hear very many questions asked of our candidates because they may be moving up are they how do they feel about the woke uh these uh the thing that's taken over the country um the uh the, the um the theory what's the other thing the theory what's going on with the inflation in their opinion is the uh ukrainian war something that we should be going on um these are all things that affect us and our, even our local politicians are the people that are are insight into what's going to go on at the national level. Well, I I'd mean,
2: yeah, with, so. with Ukraine, I mean, you, you'd have to be if someone's running for Congress. I think it's a more pertinent question. Yeah, we've had Jake Ockenklaus on. We had a, we some we about it. And we had Bill Keating on, too. Well, yeah. I, I did a few months ago. I don't
1: I don't think it would be I don't think asking Chris Markey or Bill Strauss would do any good. They know about as much as we do or less, maybe.
0: Uh, Well, I don't know about that because they rub elbows with the people in Congress and they get a feel. And I just like to know how they feel about it. It's just a matter of an opinion. No, I I, I, I get it. How about critical race theory where they're involved in the school districts around the areas?
2: Yeah, no, I think that's fair to actually ask a, a school committee candidate or yes, someone like that that question. I, agree. I, I agree. think that's a fair question. I agree with that. There, There's definitely, there's definitely going to be some overlap, right, with, with stuff like that. You could ask about the don't say gay bill in Florida and all of that and what their opinion is on that.
1: Well, and when we had Marky on yesterday, he talked about, he brought it up that some of the issues that, They haven't dealt with in decades or haven't had to because of the Supreme Court rulings are now possibly going to be they're going to have to deal with them um, because the Supreme Court is is indicating or has made changes.
0: Yeah, if I respect somebody that's running for office and they give me an opinion that's maybe different from mine, I might consider my opinion because I respect where the person's coming from. Certainly. How, where else can we get the information? You can't get it out of the local newspapers.
3: Yeah, <laughs> there isn't it's one. true. There yeah, isn't good one. Good point.
0: <laughs> is that
1: Chris on the air? It is. It is. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing
0: very good. This is LV,
1: if you remember me. Oh, no, I the... remember you. Absolutely. Of course, I recognize <laughs> your voice right away. Did you oh, vote Marion today?
0: I, I am. I am so, so happy to hear your voice.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I really do. Thank you. It was, it, was, it was touch and go there, but now I'm back.
0: Yeah uh Phil keeps me uh posted on you and uh God bless you.
1: Thank you brother. Okay. Thank hey! Thanks for, thanks, for, thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks so
2: much for the call. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I would agree that yeah, if you want to talk about some more national issues, if it's pertinent, I think it's fine. Right. Remember when the sanctuary cities thing became an issue here in New Bedford, and we were, the city councils were asked about right. it. Right. Right. And that was actually pertinent in the uh, when I was running the Ward Three campaign when I was running one of the you know Hugh Dunn's election. Yeah. That was a pertinent issue
1: because it was very. It was 2017. It was very much in the news. Right. One one of the one of the issues and and um and it, it, is that some. We only have a, a limited amount of time with most people, and yeah. so so sometimes it doesn't. It is impertinent to ask some big, wide-ranging, national yeah. questions if they don't have to decide on them. But I think the call is right about that. And Marcus, with all the time we have now all on the air, and the, with the um, uh, time coming up in the future, we maybe we, we can dedicate a little more time to stuff like that. But yeah. um, tonight we're going to have the election results coming in. We're going to have. Um, Candidates who who won, maybe even some who lost, to give us a call. Look, look. As I said um, last night, it is no shame in running and losing. If you ran a quality campaign, mm-hmm. if you if if you didn't smear your opponent, things like that. Yeah. You know, get out there. And I, I look, I I encourage people. And sometimes it's like knocking a coke machine over. You got to do it a couple times before you finally get there, right? Well, so we talked about this yesterday. When you run a campaign, you
2: you, you put yourself out there for public scrutiny um and if you campaign right you right now you are you're exhausted because of all the stuff you had to do if you run a state statewide campaign like i've said you would have had to go from p-town to pittsfield about five times over right um and uh you know if you win the general if you win the primary
1: election the work's just beginning right so uh you know that's a good point marcus about the primary about the primary being over but the general just starting so if you're if let's um just for hypotheticals because the, the polls are closed unless you're deb goldberg If built right right, right, <laughs> right um bill strauss assuming bill strauss just got the democrat nomination he's gonna have to face a republican so yeah his campaign is just starting um if you're a um, if you're tom hodgson right his campaign's just starting because he's gonna have to face a democrat in in in, in november uh, out of the th- out of the three that ran this afternoon so um there's a lot of politics left in this year yeah i mean
2: we talk about people who've uh, you know if you, you sometimes you got to run a few times over you look at um look at Ian Abrew and he ran a couple times and now he's the leading vote getter in the city he's an institution
1: brian gomes ran i think t- for 10 years i believe yeah. that's what it was and then all of a sudden bang he popped through right yeah. he popped through i mean really dedicated Persistence. He just kept going right yeah. just kept going and um I've always wondered what it, what was different that last time, right? Right. What yeah. was different that last time? Well, you 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 lost your first election. I lost my first election. Came right back and won overwhelmingly for my second. The uh, you know Biff McLean always used to tell me, he goes, you know, people always thought I never lost an election. He goes, I yeah. lost my first election. I lost right. His first election. He goes, but I just didn't give
2: up. M- um, back. Maria Giesta lost against Mayor Mitchell, but now she's you know she runs unopposed every every cycle in Ward Two. So, there's a lot there. There really is. So so it just it's it says a lot about if you lose, you know, first of all, it kind of depends on how bad you lose. No, no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Look, look. If the voters send you a message,
1: you take it. But if you, if you did <laughs> nothing to ask the voters to vote for you, don't blame them they didn't do anything, Yeah. right? I mean, there's there's plenty of people who And I'm not going to talk about it now because it doesn't it doesn't matter the campaigns matter. have closed. And I don't I don't want to smash anyone, but for some people, they realize it's a bigger undertaking than they thought it was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they watch a lot of Fox News or a lot of MSNBC, and they think, oh, I can do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a lot different if you're going to win. Yeah. So, the, um, if you, but if you get out, look, look. I'll give you an example, and you, you know this. We've talked about it off the air quite a bit. Rick Trapillo right? Mm-hmm. Rick Trapillo has run a good hard fought campaign against Bill Strauss, right? Yeah. He's got nothing to, nothing to be upset about if he loses. Right. We have no idea what's going to happen yet, but, but Rick Trapillo has got every reason in the world to be proud of what he did. And so do of his supporters. Um, even if he doesn't come up uh, w- with the prize, um, you look at the guys in the, um, you know, we have some criticisms of the guys running against Haru in the sheriff's race, right? As to mm-hmm. what, how they're running their campaigns and what yes. they're doing. Right. Um, I wouldn't say it's from a lack of effort. No, I think I it's think, a lack of
2: tactics. Maybe. I think um, you know. I think yeah. No, I think Nick Bernier... I mean, Nick Bernier knows how to. You know, knows the the fundamentals of campaigning uh, because he's running a couple of them before, so he knows the fundamentals of campaigning. And I think I don't. I wouldn't say he's run you know the worst campaign, uh, but no. uh, he hasn't run. I, I just you know with that race, George McNeil. I would say is running a little less stronger than, than Bernie and Haru uh, his first campaign. It's his first campaign. Yep. And you know, he's buying billboards, which isn't really a thing. It's not, but, it's not a good, that's not a good use of money. It's not a good use of money. It really only like, if you ha- already have name recognition, it can remind people of you. But if you don't, it's not really a good way to get
1: name, re- uh, name recognition. Um, so, you know, Marcus, uh, i I always think about this when I, sit down with a candidate who's going to run and it not to denigrate politics but it's like advertising soda or soap right yeah i mean it's no different it's really no different and if you think it is you're wrong um you and and you've got to bust through all the advertising that people are getting on a daily basis yes we're constantly advertised to and because of that experts will tell you we all have filters We all have filters. If you listen to WBS on a regular basis, you'll hear a lot of the same ads. Why is that? Because repetition works. Repetition works. If you think you're going to run an ad for a week and get some results, you're not. You're not. It's just not how it works. And you've got to hit them with radio and knock on the door and have yard signs and direct mail. I mean, you just have to hit it from every angle. And it's more and more competitive and more expensive every year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, there's been some strong campaigns. There's
2: been some, you know, not as strong campaigns, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of work to get out there and put yourself out there. It takes, I think, a bit of fortitude, especially if you are challenging, you know, long tenured incumbents. Um, You know, I know, uh, again, we've been critical of certain camp, more critical of certain campaigns than others, because some have done a really, really bad job. But most people that have been running uh, challengers and incumbents, I think have been running good campaigns like fundamental good campaigns
1: so my uh one of my go-to thoughts about campaigning is if if you've got some people particularly if they're not family members who are telling you to run against an incumbent saying oh run against this guy you can win you can win ask (laughs) them why why they're not running they're not running right why they aren't putting their son up or daughter up to run yeah right because this is a slippery business and Sometimes people will manipulate you, yeah. right? And get you into, into, into a situation for their own benefit. It's the so, reality of it. So, I mean, so we, you know, we've got, again, we've got... Uh, we've got
2: candidates that are going to call in. We've got the DA's race that's going to probably be called in about 15 minutes or so. We've got the um, local rep races, which will probably be called fairly soon. Because if people don't know how it works, typically uh, in every precinct or polling place, uh, the results are posted right there. So you can go get them. And really, usually better campaigns um Better run campaigns will have people go to go to those polling places or go to the town halls um, and get those results and then just do the math themselves, basically, so that they can call the race. So the results are the the polling places are closed. The results should be posted. So I think probably better resourced campaigns will be able to get those results fairly quickly because they're going to have people go right to them. Uh, write to those polling places and get the results or they're going to have the, you know, town clerk, city clerk elections office um, uh, email, the, um, you know, mail them those those results. So we're waiting on that. Um, but in, in the interim, you know, and we're going to hear from some can- we're, again, we're going to hear from some candidates, some uh, elected officials. But in in the interim, we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. You know, we're going to get the state primary results, too. So we're I've looking- got some numbers.
1: Oh, I've got some numbers. All right, folks, I've got oh, some numbers. Here, all right, <laughs> so I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start with the Republican race. That, that's what they've got. Okay, um, these are not final numbers by any stretch. Yeah, these okay? are these are called unofficial results. They're not certified yet. These are, so this is coming from our friends at Channel Twelve, right? WPRI. Okay. Um, they've got in the race for governor for Republican governor. They've got very early numbers. Chris Doty with 64% of the vote, and Jeff Deal with 35.7% of the vote. Oh, how many? How much reporting, though? No. Very little reporting. I was gonna say. yeah. Very yes. little reporting. <laughs> All right, now yeah. I've, got, I've got some numbers for. Um, <laughs>
2: And, and and just to clarify, when we say when I say how much reporting, you could have Chris Doty sixty four, Jeff Deal thirty five, one percent of all you know of all uh, of all precincts or towns reporting, right? Yeah, so no, that's, that's what we mean. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's, that's where we're, where we're, we're at. at. Yeah.
1: Okay. So here's the lieutenant governor on the on the Democrat side because the governor's race is not competitive. Yeah. Right. So lieutenant governor, we've got right now Kim Driscoll, very early lead at forty five point nine five. Okay. Mm-hmm. So forty six percent of the vote. Uh, in for, in f- um, for Kim Driscoll with only about one percent. Kim Driscoll, mayor of Salem. Yep. Uh, Eric Lesser, S- uh, state had, senator from Longmeadow. He's got uh, looks like thirty percent of the vote, and um, Tammy Gouveia at state uh, rep from Acton, eighteen percent of the vote. Okay,
2: so uh, that that's I mean we're talking very early listen, numbers, guys. very early numbers. I mean, I will say again, my under I would. I think that that order of candidates is going to be the final order, if I'm, be, I'm being honest, but we I've
1: don't got, know yet. I've got AG numbers. Okay. Attorney General um, Andrea Campbell, again, very early, 49% of the vote. Okay. Okay. To um, Shannon liss Reardon coming in at 31% of the vote. Okay. okay? And uh, Paltry, who dropped out, is still in there getting votes at 20% of the vote.
2: Yeah, because um, remember, Quentin Palfrey dropped out in the middle of early voting. So there's people that casted their ballots for him, thousands of people
1: that casted their ballots for him before he dropped out. So so we've got we've got the audit race. We've got um, Chris Dempsey um again, less than one percent of the vote reporting. At fifty seven percent of the vote. Mm-hmm. Diana Desaglio at forty two percent of the vote. Again, very, very early Wait, on. Wait,
2: say that again? Chris Dempsey, fifty seven. Yep.
1: Okay. And uh Desaglio forty two. Forty two for state auditor. Okay. Um you know, very early on here. Um
2: let me look. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it so far. Um, oh, uh
1: Campanelli and Leah Allen. Yes, they're they're in. Campanelli and And, um, is, uh, coming in at 57% of the vote. And, um, well, yeah. And, um, Leah Allen is at 42. So, how it works if you're uh, for, for the
2: Republicans, and we're going to take a quick break so we can get back to the action after this, but uh, and get, try to get some more polling numbers. But uh, Campanelli, Kate Campanelli is a state rep, a former state rep who's on uh, Chris, uh, Chris Doty's ticket, and Leah Cole Allen's another former state rep that's on Deal's ticket. Hey, listen, we're taking your calls at 508 996 0500. We're working on getting those results, and we're going to hear from the candidates soon. So, stay tuned. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. We can call a race now. We can call a race now, and Chris, do you do you want to do the honors? Let's be honest, we could have called it a year
1: ago, but the, uh, <laughs> but in the, uh, in, the nice. in the race. For, um, to represent Dartmouth on the Democrat Party uh, in in the House of Representatives here in Massachusetts and represent a, a portion of New Bedford, the winner is incumbent Democrat Chris Markey. Uh, he, he, he defeated overwhelmingly um, his opponent, Cameron Costa. Um,
2: 2,059 votes to 793. So Chris Markey... The overwhelming uh, reelected incumbent, he will get another term in the House, and uh, you know where he's been serving for uh, ten years. Again, you know we, we talked about Cameron
1: Costa, um, good kid, uh, bright kid, uh, just unprepared. Yeah, he was unprepared, and um, and quite frankly, I think I think ill served by the people that got him to run into that race. Really, I agree. Um, you know the uh, the race. Uh, look, Chris Markey. Made the case he made it right here on south coast um, told people what he 's done what he plans to do, and um, asked you to take a look at him, take a look at his opponent, make a comparison who do you want to hire he, you know when he talked when he started talking about deer
2: hunting and deer population and then meat packing or you know all this stuff that 's going on in this district, the growing agricultural industry the, the how on on such a granular level he right. knew the issues right it just was like, I, I'm sorry. He's, he's just, he's more qualified. And I think the people at Dartmouth saw that he was doing his job. There wasn't a, a, a drastic call for leadership in that position. But again, I think Cameron Costa does have a future in politics. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Good evening. You're live.
3: Hey guys, I didn't mean to call twice, but could you do a quick clarification? Sure. So you, you mentioned that the, uh, the 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 governor and the, and the lieutenant governor is running on a slate yeah so i picked a republican ballot and and then and there's no slate, right no no, no no you don't have okay. to so you don't okay.
2: have to vote for both it's just oh, right, that right. they run it they run as a single ticket
3: they they, they so so just so if i could paraphrase and I'll, I'll let you explain it correctly um they they combined uh their their resources or their affiliations but they don't appear that way on the ballot now. In the on the general election, whoever are the best uh, the the
2: they the they winner, appear on the ballot together. My understanding. Then
3: they then, it's all, then you don't have a choice. Yeah, then correct? they
2: appear on the ballot together. But no, what happens is in the Republican Party because here we have in the Democratic primary, you've got those three people running to be Moore Healy's uh, lieutenant governor. Moore Healy doesn't have a say about it. But uh, in the on the Republican side, Chris Doty picked Kate Campanelli as his running mate. Leah Allen uh, was picked by Jeff Deal as his running mate. But there could be a situation in which one wins. It's theoretically possible. I don't know if it's happened, but there could be a situation in which one person wins uh, and the other, like one person wins and their running mate doesn't. And so you'd have like a a mix and match ticket. Jeff
3: Jeff or uh, or Chris uh, chose the other you know one doesn't mean that that's who they're gonna who's gonna be on that slate correct that that was what they were hoping for when they you know when they announced that's that correct? correct yes yeah that's correct that's pretty interesting now i mean that's the same on the on the Democrat side as well, you just said that, but but more Haley didn't did, didn't didn't endorse anybody.
2: No, he, no, didn't she didn't endorse anybody right? like she did with Andrea Campbell. But typically, when Democrats on the Democratic side, the lieutenant governor just runs their own separate campaign, the the governor camp uh, runs their own separate campaign. They, you, you see, and and if honestly, if it happened on the Democratic side, you'd get sort of suspicious. Like it's happening in Rhode Island, there's two people running on a ticket, and my understanding is that they don't have a chance of winning.
3: Um, Well, yeah, no, it's interesting, though. So, so there could be, um, you know, strange bedfellows. You could have that. You you could have that. That's theoretically
1: possible. I believe there's actually been some. There's some some polling that pointed to it. Yeah, there was some conversations about that. Hey, um, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Marcus. I just want to get back to the uh, to the race that we've called here so far, Uh, which is state representative Democrat primary for uh, Chris Markey, who who's been reelected overwhelmingly against his opponent Cam Costa. But I think it's important that to point out that Cam did line up a whole bunch of allies. He had the Massachusetts Teachers Association in his corner. He had the AFL-CIO in his corner. He had the Coalition of Social Justice in his corner, right? He had a lot of people. Rich Droulet was out there campaigning for him. He had a lot of activist types who were out there. And then at the end, the voters had the final decision, right? It wasn't up to the leadership of the MTA on Beacon Hill or the AFL-CIO. At the end of the day... Chris Markey was re-elected with 72% of the vote. 72% of the vote in a Democrat primary. We haven't seen numbers like that in a long, long time. That was a. He's got a mandate. He's got an absolute mandate for for um, what he ran on. And um, his opponent yeah. was absolutely shut out. Absolutely shut yeah. out. And his opponent wasn't merely a kid. As he told us here on the radio, the teachers came down from Boston The the lobbyists for the teachers came down and campaigned over Labor Day weekend for him. He had the AFL-CIO phone banking. We haven't seen how much money they invested yet in this race on behalf of Costa because they didn't disclose it. They'll have to disclose it now. And um, it'll be interesting to see how much money they spent. To still lose at 72% of the vote in the Democrat primary. Was it 72%? Chris got 72% of the well, vote. Well,
2: congratulations to Chris Markey. We're hoping to hear
1: from him. Yes. Uh, he'll he'll be calling in,
2: but we're also taking your calls at 508-996-0500. So we still got Rick Trapillo and Bill Strauss. Uh, I've been talking to both camps, so I'm hoping to get... Uh, both of them on, you know, they both agreed. To, they've both agreed to call in, um, both Rep. Strauss and um, and Rick Trapillo. I, I know D. A. Quinn's going to call in uh, at some point after the results are finalized. I've talked to, um, I've talked to uh, one of the campaigns in the sheriff's primary, so we're going to get some of those results that are going to come in. And as we, uh, you know, we're able to break that to you. Chris Markey has been reelected, so if you live in Dartmouth or certain precincts in Ward One, Chris Markey will be your state rep again. Uh, and again, I uh, elected overwhelmingly. Uh, that, that was the Dartmouth tally, but there's not enough votes in in New Bedford to, to overcome that, right? That was one oh, of those. The campaign. That's oh, right? that was
1: the campaign tally. That's over. It's over. Oh, okay. That's all the results. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Mark, you won every single precinct overwhelmingly. Um, okay. The. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, even in spots where Cameron Costa might have thought he was going to do better, or his supporters did anyway. Um, it was an absolute blowout. So we're still waiting
2: on the D.A.'s race. I think that's going to be very similar. Uh, being <laughs> honest, we're we're getting the um, we're getting the we're looking at the um, we're waiting for the the results statewide to come in, and they will come in. Um, you know, it's it's still the polls just closed. So we're waiting on the the results to come in, and they will come in, and we will uh, bring them straight to you as they do come in. I'm you know I'm looking now uh, at some of the statewide, uh, at some of the statewide tallies. I mean, and there's some DAs races, some contested DAs primaries uh, across the Commonwealth. Andrea Har- uh, Harrington uh, is one of them, but there's only um there's only I mean there's less than a hundred votes in that. Uh, well, less than. Three hundred votes in that reported. So we're still waiting on the results in the other races.
1: So I would hope that Cameron Costa will will uh, look. It, it's terrible to lose, but I would hope he'd pick up the phone, call Chris Markey, congratulate him on a good race, and um, if he feels bad about it, he'll bury the hatchet. And he'll and he'll and he'll, he'll get back to life. I think so. I, I can't, he seems like a good kid. I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't, I don't think he's gonna begrudge
2: uh, Markey yeah, at all. Yeah. So. um so uh yeah so we're still waiting we've got some res- results coming in statewide that uh but there's still I mean very few votes counted we're waiting on the um we're waiting on the polls to close and to see who's pulling ahead more uh, substantially and those local races will come in
1: you know my my thinking is um, it's a big loss for the woke movement tonight, uh, at least in New Bedford and Dartmouth. Um, Cam Costa was an unabashed, uh, unabashedly uh, left wing candidate, made no bones about his positions. I, I, was, I told him that I didn't agree with his positions, but I thought he was courageous, if, even, even if outrageous, in stating what he stated and, and how he feels about things. Um, and the voters have, have rejected it, it uh, overwhel- overwhelmingly. Let's,
2: um, let's, let's take a break. 508 996 0500. Fourteen twenty W South Coast tonight. I'm I'm Marcus. I'm Chris, and we're still getting the numbers in from the uh, precincts. Uh, we're still getting the numbers in from the precincts. We're still we're we're still um, we're but, still waiting for the statewide races as yeah, well. We already we already called the Markey Cameron Costa case uh, uh, race. Chris Markey won overwhelmingly seventy two percent of the vote. Um, so I, I think, like Chris said, clear mandate that you know they wanted to send him back to the state house. We're waiting on the DA's results. We know those candidates are going to call in as well, and once we get those results, we'll be able to bring them straight to you.
1: We're, of course, we're really interested right now in, in the rep race here in uh, Fairhaven and Mount of Poison, New Bedford and Marion, Rochester, which is the, on the Democrat side. Uh, which is Bill Strauss and um, and Rick Trapillo. So we'll wait on results for that. And then, of course, there's a Republican primary over there as well, um, Dr. Swift and um, Bob McConnell, mm-hmm. both, of, both of Fairhaven. Oh, no, actually, Swift is mad at Poison, I think. Swift is mad at Poison. Yeah. So those guys on the Republican side. So when we, as soon as we get those numbers, we'll, we'll, we'll give them to you. Um, but it w- it's been, uh, so far, I don't think, unexpected. I mean, I think we, we, we felt that... Um, That um, Chris Mark, you would do very well. Yeah, uh, here he collected the endorsements of the governor, the outgoing governor, and the incoming governor. He did. uh, Likely, well, well, the, the
2: the the you know what he said was. That it wasn't explicit endorsement by Baker, but it was his political action committee that put right. together mailings for him, which he can't coordinate with. He doesn't know about. He can't coordinate with, uh, by law. So that is as good as an endorsement. And That's in fact, cute, Mark. It's more. It's more valuable than an endorsement. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> he can't
1: coordinate.
4: <laughs>
2: so,
1: know. so I know they don't text, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, email. But anyway, um, we have. Um, um, he also picked up the endorsement of um, Ian Aber, the head of the, the president of the city council, former mayor Scott Lang. Um. But 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 Cam Costa was not without endorsements. The Coalition of Social Justice, the Teachers Union, MCA, the AFL-CIO. Yeah. He got a. Uh, and got, they put a lot of their their organization. And he got it.
2: donations from uh, City Council Shane Burgo and Colleen. Uh,
1: School Committee member Colleen DeWicki, I saw. That's a good point. Shane Burgo uh, was in his corner. I think a two hundred dollar donation. Yeah. Uh, Rich Droulet, Marlene pollack of course, all the usual suspects. And um and, look. They have every right in the world to try to dominate the Democrat Party, but tonight. They were stopped, um, and uh, and uh, Chris Markey was reelected. I
2: think, but I think, um, I think they'll. I think w- what's going to happen. I think they're going to be successful. You know that that candidate they supported isn't going to to work out, but I think uh, Paul Haru is going to. I think he's going to win.
1: I think Paul Haru, and we're waiting on that results from the sheriff's race. I yeah. think Paul Haru has run a professional campaign so far. Um, I don't think the issues when it gets to November will be on his side. But we'll see, right? Um, the, the reality of it is, is that first you've got to get the nomination of your party, then to face the incumbent. So um, winning the nomination of the Democrat Party is a big deal tonight uh, for the sheriff's race. So we'll wait on that. We have three candidates. We've, they've been featured here on WBSM. A lot of, lot of information on WBSM.com. Um, got, got a little chippy. Got a little chippy. But if you want to give us a call, you can. 508-996-0500. Good evening.
4: Hey, guys, I just want to say you guys are absolutely killing it tonight. I'm enjoying the show, and I I do have to give a shout-out to all of the poll workers that volunteered their times tonight and all the police officers that kept the whole election process safe. Uh, Chris, Marcus, keep up the good work.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you, you, Hank. Appreciate it. You know, when... um we, we were talking to Kevin Cobbs of the fave and police officer this afternoon talking about it when we saw him at the polls and um, I always thank the poll workers I had a nice conversation it's funny um, a number of them listened to the program and said we're doing a good job which I appreciated um, even if they don't believe it um, and uh, there was really it's nice you know, I like I like election day um, I do I do appreciate the opening of the early TV, voting But
4: the, the poll workers, they volunteer their time, and they're there for, throughout, from 5.30 in the morning until closing, and you guys wouldn't be getting the election results as fast as you are without modern technology and without the work of those poll workers, and I know I've talked to several of them, and they they need more people to volunteer. It's an incredible process, and, and it wouldn't be possible without them, so we needed
2: to thank them. Hey, I think that's right. Thanks so much for the call, Hank. Thanks. we are going to take this break. We'll be right back. And I'm Chris. And uh, I just uh, spoke with um, Fairhaven, uh, the Fairhaven town clerk, uh, Linda Fredette. So we're going to get uh, the Fairhaven number soon, and that's going to be a good barometer of where the, I think where the, the state rep race between Strauss and Trapillo is. Again, I those so. those precincts are Fairhaven. I mean, those towns are Fairhaven, Marion, Mattapois at Rochester, the southern part of Akushnit, and uh, some precincts in Ward 1. But Fairhaven, I think, is going to be, uh, I think, again, a good barometer of, of yes. where that election's at. And I've talked to both campaigns. I've heard about 2,000 people voted in Fairhaven. Now, That's around where the... That's about 20% of the... uh, Or just under 20% of the um, uh, registered voters in town. Okay. Which is about about right. That seems right. That's about... Because that's... uh, I mean, I remember when we were running the... uh, Doing the municipal elections here in Fairhaven. um, And we were talking about the recall and all of that. There was... um, about 2,000 people that voted, maybe maybe a little bit more, okay. and that was about 20% of the electorate, and I remember they needed that many people to sign that petition and all of that, so um, that sounds about right to me, but uh, we're going to get those results emailed to us um, so we can bring them straight to you. Uh, we're also talking, you know, we've talked to some campaigns, they're going to call in in the 9 o'clock hour and react uh, to the elections. So, we, of course, are getting the
1: statewide uh, election results, they're coming in as well. So one of the things, folks, is obviously things happen in order, right? And there are some things that have to happen before other things can happen. So, um, not to be mysterious about it, but you know, so we'll be hearing from all the candidates. But there are some people out there right now who who know the news, but they want to confirm the news or, or make sure that everyone else gets to know the news before they come around and you know and do and uh, start thanking the voters. Right. So um, we have. Um, have to keep things in order, I guess, is the right way to put it. Yeah,
2: we, I guess everybody's trying to be really nice and play patty cake. I, mean, I just think we should just go straight to
1: it. We should get to it. Right. Everybody's
2: like, oh, well, you know, I'll wait around. I think you just go straight to it.
1: Some We, we just want to make sure that, that everybody gets an opportunity to, to be a gentleman, Right. Um, before the uh, victory starts, so um, folks, we we're, we're getting the news as it comes to you, uh, as it comes to us, it comes to and, you. And
2: we're looking at some statewide results right now. You know, you've got a, you know, we've got like uh, a very minimal amount of of uh, votes counted, but it looks like Andrea in the uh, with all the revol- votes that have counted, probably about three percent so far. Um but Andre Campbell leading the pack with forty six percent. Sheila worden in thirty five percent. Quentin Palfrey, eighteen percent. Again remember Quentin Paulfrey uh, had some votes cast in his name before he dropped out. Yeah, that's that's one of the downsides of of early voting. Um, well, you know, here's the thing too. Um, be able to identify a campaign that is um, in free fall, honestly. Uh, I, i'm I'm not joking. I mean, Quentin Paulfrey's a nice guy but quentin palfrey was not going to win and that was clear probably about a month uh, you know he did win the pro- he did win the party convention endorsement right. and then it shows you how much that's worth no no i but agree it shows you how much that's worth but um because on either side, because Jeff either, deal want it. On either side, yeah, and Tanisha Sullivan won it. and She's going to get clobbered, right? So, uh, and and Josh Zakin won it against Bill Galvin. And he's going to get clobbered too. So, more um, Healy lost the party convention endorsement, and she won the she won the attorney general's race. See. Steve uh, Steve Grossman won the party endorsement in 2014 for governor. Martha Coakley still won the nomination. So, it says a lot about party endorsement conventions, but uh, 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 conventions at the um, uh, par- uh, party convention endorsements they're 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 worthless. But um but just get on the ballot. Just get the 15% to get on the ballot and then run a campaign. But what we're saying is, Quentin Palfrey was clear and he's a nice guy. And I, I thought, I think I don't, it's not to say he wasn't a qualified candidate. he was very qualified, oh, he's qualified, but he, he, he just wasn't, he wasn't resonating with the voters. And I think that was very clear. So I think, you know, maybe be able to identify a campaign that's strong or at least competitive and one that's in free fall. And the way to identify that, a good way of identifying is that, is if you're dipping into the public fund for, for donations, if right. you're dipping in the f- uh, public fund for campaign financing, like Quentin Palfrey was left, like Jeff Deal is, Jeff Diehl, right? guess what? Loser, right. sorry, right. loser. Right, right. If you can't fund you, if you can't fund your campaign either by yourself or, or with other people's money,
1: then then that's it. And for those of you who don't understand it, it's because the amount of public money available is not. This is one of the most expensive media markets in America. Okay, yeah. uh, there's there's Boston, New York, L.A., places like that. Okay, so you've got to have. An enormous amount of money and the, and the the levels of financing available through the public system are just not competitive. Okay, yeah. they don't make you competitive. It's not it's not even an ideological position on that. It's just the reality of it is that is that if you have to rely on campaign finance from from the state, you're not going to go anywhere. It's just not possible. Here's here's something that's interesting with all the precincts
2: that are that are being reported right now, uh, in uh, across the Commonwealth, um, which it's showing right now a Jeff Deal lead. Uh, again, you know, it's about 11,000 votes out of an estimated 1 million, right? But a uh, Jeff Dio lead and uh, Chris Doty's running mate leading Leah Cole Allen, Kate Campanelli lead, leading Leah Cole Allen. So uh, that scenario could play out. Uh, we're still waiting on that. Uh, Bill Galvin, 72% of the vote with 4.6 reported. Uh, Bill Galvin's been polling far ahead of Tanisha Sullivan. Frankly, he's just—he's going to win that election. He's going to win it by a lot. Uh, we're waiting on again the DA's race. That's going to be called. We're going to get the results from Fairhaven, and we'll definitely get that within the next hour. And we'll be able to—we'll uh, be able to bring them right to you. Have the candidates call in and react to those—react to that news. DeZaglio right now polling ahead of Dempsey uh, with—you um, know—with four uh, point two percent reported. That's going to be a tight race. That's going to be a really tight race. Uh, in the Democratic primary, and then they've got a substantial challenger in Anthony Amori, um on the other side. So, uh, when those get in, obviously, More Healy won the nomination. She's got a, you know, she's got a little party going on. We can see, and then uh, she's gonna, you know, go to that party. Oh, there! It just came up. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to, um, we're gonna get those results. So. Uh, you know, of course, there's the Republican primary. We've been talking to people, uh, in one of those camps in the Republican primary between Jeff Swift and Bob McConnell, and those results are going to come to you as well. So, uh,
1: 508-996-0500 is how you can get on in the interim. Uh, so I think, I think, um, we're, we're talking to the Markey campaign right now and, um, you know, um, it's very. It's obviously the election's over, and, and I, I would like to, you know to have Chris to have the opportunity before the uh, the next hour to, to come on the air and and thank his voters right and thank mm-hmm. thank the audience. I think he, you know he ran a gentleman's campaign, and um, he's overwhelmingly rewarded by the voters. Um, and I you know I, I think we're all um, waiting for Cam to do the right thing. But um, the reality of it is is that at some point we have to go off the air, right? So oh. it's it's um, oh man it's done oh God. I've got the.
2: Uh, <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> so, oh,
2: man. Okay. So uh, I've got some results for. Do, do you want me to read some of them now in Fairhaven? I do. Yeah. All right. In Fairhaven, Precinct 1 in Fairhaven, Strauss 357, Rick Trapillo 92. Precinct hold 2. On, hold on. Slow down. Read that
1: again. Read that again.
2: Precinct Please. 1 in Fairhaven, Strauss 357, Rick Trapillo 92. Precinct 2, Strauss 289, Rick Trapillo 11. uh, Precinct 3, Strauss, 189, Rick Trapillo, 52. Uh, Precinct 4, Strauss, 262, Rick, 106. Precinct 5, Strauss, 267, Rick, 129. Uh, Precinct 6, Strauss, 222, Rick, 118. That's all of Fairhaven, Bill Strauss has won Fairhaven and won it overwhelmingly. And that's from the town clerk. And that's from the town clerk. That's from, well, that's from actually somebody in the Trapillo campaign, which it had to come from the town clerk. Marcus, run run through them again real quick. So people at home. Yeah, sure. So uh, this is is the Fairhaven results this is the fair haven results for the town elections we've got uh i mean for the uh state rep election between chairman bill strauss and uh challenger rick trapillo uh strauss three in precinct one strauss 357 rick 92 rick trapillo 92 precinct two strauss 289 rick 111 uh precinct three strauss 189 rick trapillo 52 Precinct 4 Strauss 262 Rick 106 Precinct 5 Strauss 267 Rick 129 Precinct 6 Strauss 222 Rick 118 So Bill Strauss is one Fairhaven uh and bi- that's where that's where pillow. <laughs> I'm getting a win. text from I'm getting a text from now uh Bill Strauss won Rochester with 87% of the vote. Fairhaven with 73% of the vote. This election's over. I'm actually going to ask, uh, uh, Chairman Strauss if he can call in in the nine o'clock hour. So, uh, the, that race is over. Congrats to Chairman Strauss for winning the election. I think he wants to call in and thank the voters. I hope um, he would. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, 87% in Rochester, Fairhaven 73%. So, uh, Over, I mean, similar results to the Markey race. Hey, listen, we've got to, we've, we've got to, we've got to go. Stick around, folks. Stick around. We'll be, we're gonna, we're we'll gonna we'll hear back from the candidates. Hour, yeah, yeah. We're gonna hear back from the candidates.
1: We'll be back next hour.
2: We will at nine o'clock.